This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to machine learning. Well, facial recognition. You can um, download from SK Image a uh, facial recognition file. And uh, it's part of the OpenCV uh, library set. And it, what it does is it'll allow you to recognize faces. Um, so it's looking only at front of the face and it's looking at certain pixel quality. And uh, you can, uh, in fact, you can do what they call segmentation, which is uh, segmentation is taking uh, neighborhoods of uh, pixels and then uh, grouping them together into one super pixel. Uh, and so uh, you can also apply segmentation to your, your image and then send that into your facial recognition. Then what it does um, is that it uh, will find uh, patches. And uh, the patches have uh, a row and a column for the left top corner and a width and a height. So then you can plot out each of the the patches uh, or you can set it up as an array of images of patches and then you could Gaussian blur them and uh, then overlay that back onto the image. So that's like if you wanted to protect your privacy or something like that. Well, one of the other things that I found really interesting uh, is how to do edge detection. So edge detection is uh, uh, you're doing some sampling, histogram sampling of your grayscale intensities from min to max. And then um, you're applying a, a threshold value to your grayscale image and uh, you can get a global uh, threshold or you can get a local threshold. And that uh, threshold then allows you to filter out some of the background noise. So that in the case where like if you're looking at uh, objects, maybe the background noise now would appear black and the object would appear white. And so you can, uh, you can do variations of that. There's also a Sobel um, edge detection. Uh, you can do the Sobel effect. And uh, you can also apply Canny. Those are the two types. Now, 
the usefulness of that is, is you then get a object that's largely um, just the edges or boundaries of the image that it's processing. So like in the case of self-driving cars, that could be really important as we, you know, look at edges. Um, it can detect edges on the road and uh, then it can say, okay, that's the right side of the road. This is the middle of the road. This is the left side of the road. And so the self-driving car would know that uh, it shouldn't drive on the left side of the road. It should drive on the right side of the road and stay between uh, the double lines and the single white line or uh, the yellow uh, dashed line and the single lines. And um, when it makes a left-hand turn, there's lines that indicate where it's safe to, to make the turn. What's interesting is, let's say you need to go into a gas station and it's a double, there's no, no break in the double lines. Uh, would the self-driving car at that point, realizing what the goal was and there was no way to turn into there, make a left-hand turn, would it uh, uh, attempt to go to a location and make a U-turn and then come back? Uh, so I don't know what the algorithms that they have in the self-driving car for handling those circumstances. Well, one of the other things too, when it comes to face recognition, is that it does take time for it to uh, move over the object. It's, it does what they call cascade. So you can have multiple faces that it recognizes. And then once you get the bounded box, uh, you've got the patch or the image, uh, you can feed that image in through an edge detector or um, you, let's say you're looking for corners so angle reflections uh, you could then feed that into a neural net a keras network and it could then tell you a name so it could uh, you know have labeled and one of the the advantages of the keras network is that you could take that image and let's say morph it onto a 3d uh, like a super atom and so then you could rotate it and get various rotations train the network from different side profile front profile and um, and then it could learn and so when it sees the image of the individual whether it's a side profile front profile it could recognize uh, who that person is so one of the problems is with facial recognition with just a frontal cascade is that as you turn your face, uh, it won't recognize the image. And so, um, but uh, even with sunglasses on, it's pretty amazing uh, how the deep learning can pick up different characteristics on the face. So they, what they say is that uh, what the deep learning is lear doing is it's looking at different angles on the face. So there's uh, there's probably about 35 points on the face, I think was what they said, uh, that it uses um, to make the facial recognition. And then based on those 35 points and then the angles on those, uh, it's fed into the, the Keras network. And um, the network then uh, retrieves a name. So something that, you know, is 
very difficult for a human being to process that many images, but uh, for a machine, it can uh, cycle through all those images looking for matches. So what the question is, is well, let's say you're young, uh, when you have your face uh, analyzed and trained on, and then as you get older, will it be able to still recognize your face? And uh, it, relatively, I would say yes. Uh, you know, the same reflection or angle points will probably be um, identifiable on the face, and you can, it can get a confidence ratio of how confident it is that it found a match. So it's going to feed through the the network, and and there's nothing to say that you couldn't paralyze, make a excuse me, uh, make the network uh, run in parallel and uh, you take advantage of massive core architecture so that uh, uh, facial, recognition is, facial recognition is faster. Now, one thing that I was looking at the other day was uh, the Keras network, or excuse me, uh, Yeah, using Keras to do the, uh, with a CNN to do the facial recognition. And the question that I have for that one would be, does it, does the deep learning hidden layers pick up different features like uh, the edges? Does it pick up um, uh, the color pixelation, the eye formation? Now, what is the hidden layer uh, finding interesting about the image that helps it identify who that person is? I think it's somewhat similar to the way our brain must uh, do object recognition. Things that are familiar, we, we feel comfortable with. Things that we're not familiar, we, we don't uh, recognize. And so... Um, there's kind of this processing that's going on in our brain uh, as we're sorting through objects. Now, machines, when they do the recognition, they, they have uh, cameras. Uh, they can look at uh, the object with different uh, filters or, or channels. So let's say one, one uh, may be to look at it through a grayscale, another to look at it through infrared, to get uh, infrared. Another might be through LIDAR, uh, getting a, a position and size. Uh, and maybe infrared to, to get kind of a, a heat signature. So there's various layers that the machine can use that human beings can for helping it identify and improving its accuracy. Also, the sheer number of objects that a machine can be trained on would be much greater than what a human being could. So let's say a machine could recognize a billion images or a billion objects effectively. You know, uh, Now the network might be extremely large, but then on the other hand, maybe it's partitioned so that you know, kind of like in our brain we you know when we go into uh, areas that are familiar like you know our homes there are certain things that are very recognizable 
But then if we were to move into a library, there might be things that are not as recognizable, objects that we're not familiar with, and uh, we have to learn about it. We have to explore it, um, much like when we're children. We, we pick it up, we analyze it, we think about how it works. Um, and so there's this discovery phase that human beings have for learning new objects. Now, machines don't do that. They don't go out and explore the world and, and then catalog it and then store it, uh, that experience. But uh, they could be uh, systematic and, uh, and, you know, and they could be gathering information and then that information could be centralized and partitioned. So then the question is, is, you know, maybe it's part, how is it partitioned or organized? Is it organized by category, topic? You know, is there some way to infer uh, where that object might exist in what partition or domain? Or does it search everything simultaneously? How does our brain do it? Does it get... Uh, uh, you know, how does it uh, associate that object, you know, with a word or uh, with a feeling or with a color? Um, what is it about our, our sensory input that allows us to uh, sense that, that object, what that object is? And uh, um, I'm not sure, you know, it's uh, complicated, but there's some sort of pre-filtering that's occurring in our brain that's uh, triggering uh, a portion of our brain to, to activate and then uh, those neurons that recognize that object uh, let us know, okay, that's a car, that's a headlight, that's a headlight that uh, is not working because it should, should be this shape, but uh, it is that shape, but it doesn't follow the, the specific function that we're expecting. So there's... Uh, we do have a, a mental model in our brain of, of the real world we're projecting over and what we're expecting. So those are always uh, interesting aspects about the way the world works and the way we interact with the real world. So, um, uh, yeah, there's a, there's some interesting, uh, uh, features about the biological way of processing images um, that require kind of a pipeline. So in the facial recognition, I, I, I ran it through some of these edge detectors and uh, was thinking, okay, that's what you want to get to edge detector on the face then uh, uh, you'd have the different contours of the face and then you'd feed that into the Keras network to see if there was a match and uh, that, that wasn't really the approach that they take but uh, it was a kind of a thought experiment and uh, played around with it a little bit and it'd be interesting to see you know how large facial recognition systems that uh, employ lots of, uh, of recognition pattern 
um, how they work and what kind of architectures they use and uh, why why that kind of um, why that approach is important uh, so anyways it was a nice introduction to face recognition and I really liked it <laughs>